0: Uh, so if sidekick was like the free tool for sales, uh, lead in, which is now called HubSpot marketing hub starter or something, uh, that was the free tool for marketers. Yeah. You know,
1: you become public and all the names become more complicated.
0: Yeah, totally. They made us change the name at one point, but it was, it was the right call. (laughs) That's funny.
1: You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders like Eric Wan from zoom. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Andy Cook. He is building and is co founder and CEO of a company called Tetra, knowledge sharing for growing teams. Prior to that, he was product manager at HubSpot, where he helped start their free marketing product line. He was the co founder of Rentabilities, which was acquired by HubSpot back in October of 2013. Andy, you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready to go. All right. So, did you get rich from that acquisition? Why aren't you on a beach somewhere doing nothing?
0: I'm, uh, I have too much ADD not to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how long did you stay with with HubSpot after that acquisition in 2013?
0: Uh, I was there for two years.
1: Okay. So then would you go right into Tetra in 2015?
0: Yeah, we came up with the idea for Tetra while we were growing our team. Uh, the product at the time at HubSpot was called LeadIn. Um, so we were growing this product called LeadIn. It kind of was like a startup inside of HubSpot. Um, and as we were growing our team... Uh, myself and my now co-founder of Tetra Nelson were in Cambridge and our entire engineering team was in Dublin, Ireland. And so we communicated a lot over chat. And there were a lot of times where we needed like asynchronous, um, you know, more long form uh, communication. And we just didn't have a good tool for it. That was hooked up to the chat. So we came up with the idea for Tetra.
1: Is So would you compare this to Slack today or no?
0: Uh, we're not uh, like we, we integrate with Slack. So we're a supplemental tool that works with the Slack platform. So like Slack's more chat synchronous communication and Tetra is more documentation asynchronous communication. I see.
1: I guess what I was getting at was did Brian miss out on this little science fair nest egg, which could have been Slack, but it ended up leaving HubSpot and being spun out.
0: Uh no so uh technically Brian didn't miss out on it because he invested in Tetra so he do become the next slack he's uh he's got a small piece of that um and then the product we were working on inside of HubSpot's actually doing really well too it's their low end uh free marketing automation uh tool like the sidekick tool uh so if sidekick was like the free tool for sales uh lead in which is now called HubSpot marketing hub starter or something uh that was the free tool for marketers. Yeah.
1: You know, you become public and all the names become more complicated.
0: Yeah, totally. They made us change the name at one point, but it was, it was the right call. <laughs>
1: That's funny. And was this a science fair project? I know Brian gave great detail when he came on the show about how you, they use science fairs to drive innovation. Was this a science fair project?
0: Uh, so it was a HubSpot labs project. So basically the way it worked is my first company with rentabilities was acquired. We'll be up front as a talent acquisition, so did not get rich, but did OK uh, for myself, especially for like, you know, a 25 year old who uh, invested all of his time and money into his first startup. Um, it was nice to have a job, too. That was a huge benefit. And I learned a ton of HubSpot. But um, so lead in started in HubSpot Labs. And on my first day, they took me, put me with another person uh, who had been working there for three years, who I also happened to be friends from middle school with, Nelson. And the then chief product officer at the time, David Cancel, who's the CEO of sorry, lose that name, David Cancel, proper pronunciation, uh, is the CEO of Drift. He was the product chief product officer at the time, and he uh, just told us like, "Hey, we want to build marketing software for like very small businesses that we don't normally sell to. Don't know what you cost. Don't know what you do. Just make sure to use orange in the logo. Go." Um, so we worked on it, just the two of us, Nelson and I, for uh about a year, grew to about 7,000 small businesses using it and eventually got more funding, uh, which is like budget headcount inside of HubSpot uh from Brian and Darmesh and JD and all those people um, to grow the team and build it out more.
1: And then, I mean, so how do you leave HubSpot?
0: Oh, yeah, good question. Uh so we left HubSpot on good terms. Um, so we uh came up with the idea for Tetra probably the beginning of 2015. Well, or did so. this other thing fail? Like, I mean, what got you off of the small business tool? Oh, right. Yeah. So it didn't fail at all. We hit our milestone, which was to rebuild the entire product, which was only built for WordPress at the time on the HubSpot infrastructure. So there's like a cloud version and a WordPress plugin. Um so we got we built that out with the team in Dublin. And then we actually got it announced on stage at inbound as like a big product launch as well. Um, so when we left, it was in good hands. They knew what they were doing. There was another product manager who's working on it too. So we kind of like transferred all that knowledge that was in our heads into the heads of the team moving forward. Uh, and then we left to go start Tetra. Okay. So all is well. Still Very good. good friends so all
1: asynchronous, well, asynchronous communication really got going 2015, 2016. Help me understand pricing model. Is it pure play SaaS? And if so, on average, what are customers paying per month for it? Would you say?
0: Uh, it's pure, pure play SaaS. uh, our, our pub, So like average revenue per account is about $110. So it's like $1,300 per year. Yep. And, and what
1: is that typically like? Is that a team size of two people, 10 people?
0: Um, so it's all over the map and like, we've had many different pricing models and we just constantly change them. I think we've changed pricing like eight times since we started to, uh, four years ago. Um, but the average team that works really well with Tetra is between 50 and 500 people and okay. they're growing and hiring frequently. And walk
1: me through how you got, how you got your first five or maybe first hundred customers.
0: Uh, so it's really interesting. So for the first six months, we just hustled, reached out to people. We built the whole product. People said they would use it. We built it like an MVP in I don't know, eight weeks or so gave it to them. No one used it. That was kind of like the, Oh crap moment. Do we make a huge mistake, uh, quitting HubSpot? Uh, but then we realized that the reason why they weren't using it wasn't because they didn't have the pain point. It was wait, wait, just wait. Because they- I want
1: to, I want to get in your head here at this moment. How much money had you spent with the MVP at that point where you're like, Oh my God, I hope this thing works.
0: Uh, so we, I mean, there was a big opportunity cost, right? Like I and Nelson both left a bunch of unvested options that were worth actual money. Cause I had yeah. gone public at that point. Uh, and then like salaries as well. I put in a bunch of my own money just to like fund our expenses. Cause we didn't have any investors. Um, so it's probably like, I mean in today's dollars, like, cause the stock, their stock's gone up like four, 400 grand at okay. least. Fair uh, enough. So that's like Dublin team
1: engineering, opportunity cost, all that stuff, 400 K on the MVP.
0: Yeah. Well, no, not, not on the MVP. We, you know, just spent our time and like probably 10 K of like my own money for like an office and random tools and that type of stuff. I'm just thinking like opportunity. Who's the cost engineer?
1: So- who who are you the engineer? will you're paying a team in Dublin.
0: Uh, no. All right. So Tetra was, uh, just Nelson and I to start. We're both technical. I'm more like back end engineering. He's more product front end engineering. And then we kind of split the business. Okay. Uh, So
1: 10 K in hard cash to get it going, but maybe another 350 in opportunity cost, something like that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Fair enough. Okay. So you launch and then you go, Oh my gosh, no one's using it. Well then
0: what? Uh, so at the same time, fortuitously, Slack opened up their platform. And so we took that product idea and brought it back to all those same people. And we're like, what if we hook this thing up to Slack, which you're using? And everyone was like, yes, I want that. Can I have that right now? So we threw out the whole first MVP we had built, rebuilt a new MVP 100% on the Slack platform over two weeks at the end of 2015, uh, launched that, got in their app store and got like 500, cust- 500 companies to sign up, like to author Slack account and create over a period of time? time. So we knew we were onto something then, but the product was crappy. Over what period of time did the 500 come in? Uh, what do you say? Sorry about that. Uh, that was probably like three weeks, maybe. And that was for the so first three weeks kinda- on Slack. Yeah, so we were probably I don't know the exact number, but we were probably one of the first 50 apps in the Slack app store. Mm-hmm. Um and that was just really lucky to kind of realize that opportunity and ride that wave and it was also kind of the wild west for the Slack platform at the time where like anyone on any team could off any app without getting permission. So like we just had huge huge brands coming in and trying out the product and then um we manually sold like the first 10 of them with fake fake uh, product mock-ups and demos (laughs) did the um did the slack fund invest in you guys uh we didn't take uh slack fund money because they have a requirement where you have to have institutional capital which we haven't raised any institutional capital so we can't raise from them The
1: last week, as you guys know, has been absolutely crazy. Now, over the years, having met so many SaaS founders, I've often wondered how the fastest growing SaaS companies start systematizing their business, real systems, so they don't have to hire more expensive full-time employees and can do more with less you know, have a relatively low employee count, yet maintain high productivity across those teams. Well, just this week, I found out about a company with a 3.5 billion valuation that everyone's been raving about. Chargebee has managed to implement their software and deliver value faster, accelerating their customers' growth without having to scale their implementation team. They're using a very unique tool you probably haven't heard of called Rocket Lane. They use it to codify playbooks for their work, like how to onboard different kinds of customers, keep customers accountable with collaborative project plans, no customer sentiment in real time, manage automated reminders, alerts, and escalations, share documents, and meeting notes, communicate with their customers all within this one beautiful custom branded portable. It lends immense credibility and trust in the minds of their customers. Internally, they also increase their throughput on their teams as Rocketlane eliminates a lot of their busy work through integrations and automations, like creating the implementation project when a deal closes, for example, and then following up with an internal and customer team after that, automating status updates and enabling the right dashboards and reports for their leadership. Now, they listened to the show. They reached out. They said, Nathan, folks will love it. I said, well, okay, I think you're right, but give me a great deal. And they did. You guys can try the tool for free at nathanlackercom forward slash rocket lane. Again, that's R-O-C-K-E-T-L-A-N-E, rocket lane. Check it out today. Try it for free how much have you raised to date?
0: We raised 1.6 million.
1: Did you have, would you do that again or no? I mean, it sounds like you had some financial where you could bootstrap for a while. Do you regret giving up that equity?
0: Um, if I were to do it all over again, I probably wouldn't raise that much in the get go. Um, so we raised 900 K in our first round and then kind of did a follow on, uh, angel round of 600 K a couple of years later. Um, if I were to start over again, I probably would have raised like 300k maybe enough just to fund like you know life maybe one other engineer and they just kept it small and scrappy until we got to the point where we we're making enough money just to yeah. fund it or go raise a bigger round
1: yeah yeah smart interesting uh, good good learnings there are all around so you launch on slack three weeks in, you get 500 installs then you use some fake product mock-ups to really test pricing and you get some kind of people saying yes i'd pay for that maybe they forge you some money and you say i'll have it in six months or something like that um how many customers have you scaled to now today
0: We have 535 right now.
1: Okay. 535. Okay. So, so of those 500, you start learning like what converts people to paid. What is that today? What do you know you have to get a free user to do in the first week to drastically increase likelihood they convert to paying?
0: Uh, so the activation event for us is creating four pages and inviting two team members. If you do those two things, you in the, sorry, in the first like 10 days, if you do those two things, you generally have a 50% chance at converting. But, um, you know, it's all over the map. Really right now I'm digging into like what of the free accounts are the best fit customers that are going to make us the most money. And then how do we close more of those customers? Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, a, a five person company is much different than a 150 person company revenue wise.
1: Of course. No, of course. Okay, good. So can I take 535 customers at the 110 ARPA you gave me earlier? You're doing about call it $60,000 a month right now in revenue. Nailed it.
0: 60,139 at the end of June.
1: Love it, man. And what's growth look like? So where were you a year ago?
0: Uh, so a year ago we were at, um, I just did this out, but we're about half that. So we've, we've grown 67%, uh, over the last year.
1: That's pretty good. And now I'm assuming most of that growth came from new customer ads. You don't have a strong upsell muscle yet. Do you?
0: Uh, we actually do have a pretty good upsell muscle. Oh. Uh, so 48% of our revenue in the last 12 months came from upgrades and 52% came from new, uh, accounts. Interesting. Um,
1: so if, if let's dive into churn and expansion real quick to get to net revenue retention. So the cohort you signed up exactly one year ago, you said on average they expanded about by about 42%. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then what was churn in that same cohort over the past 12 months? Uh,
0: um, uh, churn in that same cohort. I can go back and, and grab a range it. is uh-huh. fine too. Uh, so I'm going to caveat this as last July we switched from a free trial model to a full freemium model where you get 23 pages, and so those cohorts are like slightly different because that was a dramatically like different business uh, model that we changed to. Yep, that caveat. Uh, totally yeah, our way. net our net MRR uh, like churn last month was negative 3.42 percent.
1: Okay. So that would mean okay, negative 3.4. So that's the same as saying net revenue retention is about 103%. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which would mean, uh, which would mean your expansion outpaces your churn annually caught by at least three or four percentage points.
0: Yeah, right now. Uh, so we made a big switch, like I said, in last July, which was to get people using the product first and get it ingrained in their company's operating system and then over time as they add more people or they need more of the pro features they upgrade over time like kind of similar to slack
1: yep two team members again uh four pages and that's the metric why are four pages critical talk talk about i know obviously you talked about what the product does but why are four pages a critical metric
0: yeah generally uh the people coming in right now because of our acquisition channels kind of know they have this problem they're searching for things like internal wiki um you know internal knowledge base that type of thing Uh, or they're coming in through the Slack app directory and they know that stuff's all over the place in Slack. And so what they're coming in with is a sense of like what they need a tool like ours to do. And so they need to vet that the thing actually works, has all the features that they care about, uh, and it's like pretty easy to use and connects into Slack uh, the way they want. Like 95% of our top top 100 MRR customers use Slack. Um, So that's like a pretty key integration. so they're testing it out and then they're also pulling in like other stakeholders as well. So it's usually like those two other people who are kind of involved in the in the decision-making process. And then at that point, they're able to like make a decision, buy it, load it up with more content, roll it out to their full team, which is how we get all that upgrade revenue. Interesting.
1: All right, we're running out of time here. Last couple of questions here. What's the team look like today? How many people?
0: Uh, we're seven people strong.
1: Seven. I love that. All local there in Boston or are you spread out?
0: Uh, we're all local, co-located.
1: Very cool. And then a burning cash today or a break-even or profitable?
0: Uh, we're burning cash, but we're default to live pretty handedly. Okay, good. So, you know, translating that
1: essentially a variable expenses, you could turn off and be break even or pro- profitable.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, we'll be profitable, I think by like March, 2020, maybe okay. sooner depending on growth rate.
1: And what are you, I mean, right now, are you talking like 10 grand net burn, even with variable included or more?
0: Uh, it's like 2020 20 net burn. Okay. So. That's interesting. Oh, it yeah. always
1: gives me yeah. a sense of the founder's risk profile, right? What that burn looks like relative to revenues.
0: Yeah. We're trying to invest in growth. We're an ambitious company. Like, even though we haven't raised like proper institutional capital, like we want to grow and we think we can, we just don't need a ton of cash to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I I love
1: that mindset. I think it's totally doable. You don't have to subscribe to the VC only model.
0: All right. Let's good
1: stuff here. Andy, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
0: Hard thing about hard things by Ben Horowitz. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, not a CEO, but I'm following Jay Simons, the president of Atlassian, pretty uh, closely. Their model's pretty similar to ours.
1: Yeah. And if you guys want to hear Jay on the show, he came on and described a lot of their model about oh, two months ago. You can look that up on, uh, on Google. Uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool, Andy, for building your company? ProfitWell. Yeah. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Single. Okay. Uh, no kiddos? No kiddos, but want them someday. Uh, Very cool. And how old are you? 31. 31. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
0: Ah, that It's a marathon, not a sprint. Don't burn out and remember to exercise and sleep.
1: Guys, tetra.co an internal wiki really got a lot of traction built on top of Slack now today doing about $700,000 in terms of ARR run rate from 535 customers paying on average $110 per month. They're burning call at $20,000 a month right now, but again, really trying to drive growth. They've grown about 68% year over year in terms of revenue. They've raised about $1.6 million, team of seven with about 38% revenue churn annually, 42% expansion for 104% net revenue retention annually as they look as Andy looks to continue to scale Andy thanks for taking us to the top.
0: thanks so much appreciate for having me on.